providing real solutions for real industry challenges. Welcome to FNF Unplugged, the talk of the title industry. Welcome to FNF Unplugged, and today we have Elizabeth Berg with the FNF family of companies, and we're really going to talk today about the tale of two presidents. But nobody dies in the end, right? <laughs> That's right, Linda. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Elizabeth, you're the president of the Indiana Land Title Association, and I happen to be the president of the Illinois Land Title Association. So we thought we would get together today and talk about uh, the importance of contributing to your trade associations in no matter what industry that you're in. I mean, how important do you feel being a part of a trade association is and what does it do for you? It's critical. One, it's your trade association. So when you are out doing your job, the information that you get at that trade association is so important. I've also been very involved on the government affairs side of both the state level and national level. Your trade association in some respects is speaking for you. So to get your point across and what helps your business and what helps your day-to-day, your trade association is critical and a lot of times is that voice. So for me, that's important. But then also on the personal level, I learn so much. I have so much fun. And then you're also providing more service to your industry besides just your day-to-day job. So that's why I like to be involved, especially with ILTA East, like I like to call it, so I'm not confused with Illinois. (laughs) Well, you talk about the government issues that you're involved in, legislatively, compliance probably, and you being an attorney, I'm sure that's important to you personally as well. But for this association, how important is it to have that voice with your government with your local state and local people, as well as getting the information to your constituents in your trade association. It's critical. So you don't necessarily know what's going to come up every year. For example, during the pandemic, we had a lot going on that it was important to get some legislation enacted that would help us. Or for example, remote online notarization. A lot of work has gone into that because during the pandemic, to get people out of the closing rooms, you know, in the three foot of cross from each other. What were we doing in the states and nationally to really help our association move a critical issue? And that's where that trade association really can help because it's not just one company, it's everyone together raising their hands and saying, dear legislature, I need your help. How does that translate to the consumers? Well, for example, when we're talking about the remote online notarization, it wasn't just for land title. It was for that consumer so they didn't have to be in our office or right next to us for their safety. And a lot of times the legislation that we're working on, it is because of a consumer issue. How do you explain to the people that are not in your organization how important it is to be part of it and not just signing up for a committee and listening in, but really getting their hands dirty and working within that organization. How do you pull them in? How do you convince them to 
you know, take time from their work and their personal lives to contribute to, I would call the greater good. Right. So it's, it's a couple of different ways. It depends on each association. And I know we've talked a little bit about young title professionals groups. So that's one thing that was developed in Indiana was to have that place. And we've done a couple webinars this year for younger folks so that they had a place or new to the industry, a place they could come and maybe ask questions that they're a little bit uncomfortable sometimes asking their manager. But then also just telling people, what is the benefit of your association? It's much like interviewing someone for a job at your company or a position. What makes your company great? What makes your association great? Why should someone want to be involved? And it's a combination of talking about what the industry does on a daily basis for everybody, but also the fun that we have. When I think about, we just had your convention in Illinois and that was so much fun a couple months ago. We're rolling into Indiana. That sense of community So it's not just what you do in your home community, but look at this community that you're building. I don't know how many, I've had several good, very good mentors that came from the association level, from getting involved in the association. And that's really my pitch to people that haven't been involved. You're going to learn from others. It's going to be fun along the way. So come on in. Let's talk. Let's do it. And we need your gifts. It's to your point, and when we talk about this also, president to president occasionally, how do we engage people to bring their time? You can listen to me drone on about legislation. Fine. But, you know, the cultivation of new people going to the legislature and having that experience. It was chaotic, but it was a lot of fun the past year seeing new individuals actually go and testify at the state level and helping them. Here's the opportunity. I'm going to help you. Let's do it. You know, it's great having the veterans in the industry because they do have all the historical background. They're going to be able to give you the cliff notes on you know, no, don't try to go this direction. We know there's going to be a dead end, right? Yes. Now, however, it always seems like with a lot of trade associations, you're pretty much recycling the same people over and over again. They're the same ones that are raising their hand and we love that participation. However, we really want to get people, like you said, with with their own talents. We want to get uh, different viewpoints from different people, from different demographics. The only way a trade association can represent the entire state is if we have that culmination of different people. And that's kind of my goal in the next year is getting different people who have never been involved before to get involved. And I know I said the two words I thought I would, would didn't want to say, right, getting involved. But what does getting involved really mean? Right. What is it? What I'm going to say it again because you said getting involved and I want to say it because <laughs> that's truly what it is. How do we get people involved? What do we do? From the leadership perspective, sometimes it's just asking. So not only is it setting out a piece of paper that says, hey, do you want to join this committee and talking about 
what this committee does for the association and the fun that's involved and what you're going to learn. Sometimes it's reaching out and really thinking about who are the member companies in your association, who maybe is new that you know that you think would be a great candidate to get involved. And getting involved in an association isn't necessarily always doing a chairperson role. In any of the committees, there are going to be small projects that we want to do every year. And it could be something that only takes a couple meetings over a couple weeks. It could be thinking about conventions starting on Sunday. We're going to be hauling some boxes and putting together. I'm super excited. We're going to be putting together some table decorations. That's just a fun time to get together and do something. Is it furthering our education or legislature? No, but it is the community and the getting together. And it takes many hands to get a convention going or to help with a lobby day showing people where the state house is, whatever. So just asking people sometimes and saying, these are the 30 things in the 32 hour slots. And I just need your time. And I think that's a great idea. What you said about asking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just putting the ask out there. So maybe taking the veterans in your association, whether they be maybe past presidents or committee chairs, And this doesn't have to be just for a land title association. I mean, we're talking here about trade associations. It could be in mortgage or real estate or any financial services industry has a trade association, but kind of handpicking some real potential leaders. I mean, I like that idea so much that I'm thinking maybe maybe that's the way to approach an idea that we had locally of kind of regionalizing our meetings a little bit instead of having just one convention one time of the year and having meetings in the same place all the time. Why don't we have meetings in different parts of the state? And maybe some of our past presidents can host those, bring in a meal, bring in uh, conversations about our work communities, our local communities. How do we help the local community get a voice in their local government? So less about the metropolis of the state and more about all of our little regional areas that still need a lot of attention. But I like what you said about just going out and asking, get somebody who's in the association who hasn't participated, that has a great talent, or someone that's not a member to say, we want you to be a member, but more importantly, we need your talent in order to think about the future. I know as an association, several associations across the country, whether they're land title or parts of real estate organizations, a key component is education. How do you feel about education? It's key. And this is my personal opinion. It's you need to get education outside of your company. Also, you are going to, and you need to get education outside of just your industry. Also, When you go to either your local land title, or if you go to another association, say realtors, bankers, MBA, whoever that is, your recorders associations, auditors, state and local government, you are going to hear their issues also. And maybe you have the same issue and can work together. Maybe you have a solution for that industry and you raise your hand and say, you know what? I've got this idea. 
here's how we can help each other. But in that way, you're learning about your industry when you're at your specific event. And then when you're at other, you're hearing where they have bottlenecks, where they have issues, where they are excelling. And maybe you bring that back to your association or back to your office. That's all education. That's all hearing other people's ideas and then incorporating it and making your day-to-day even better. Well, you know, an education can go so far beyond the local trade association. I mean, it's going to help you at work. Mm -hmm. So it's going to help you professionally and it's going to help you personally. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of education and continual education. I've been around this industry for 26 years now and I learned something literally every month from every webinar I attend, every meeting I attend. And I think if we don't continually learn, we become stagnant in what we do and how we do it. I mean, think about if we didn't learn to do different things in different ways during the past 18 months, it would be impossible to do our job. We learn personally how to reskill ourselves. We learn professionally how those new skills or adjusted skills can affect positively our work environment. So when it comes to education and the ongoing education, what do you think about trade associations, other companies that you work with? How can they help you invest in your own future? That's a loaded question. That's just also asking and thinking about what does that association bring to me or what can you do have to think about what am I going to get from going to that convention? That's a critical, when I look at a large convention and there are a multitude of things there, I don't want to go to something I already know a lot about, right? To your point, I want to learn something new and really curating for myself what is going to help me and what could be new. What do I need to learn? Because there's so much that is available, but that helps my future. At a baseline, to your point, going to any land title association or other, you're going to at least keep abreast of what everyone else is doing also, which is critical. You've got to got to know what everyone else is doing and can I incorporate it? Does it make sense for my business? Then you get the extras this is something really cool that could really take my business to the next level. And don't you realize sometimes when you're attending meetings, and this doesn't have to be in-person meetings. These are these could be virtual conventions. I'm not talking about putting anybody in harm's way or anything. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can gain just as much. You can't get the networking side, but you can get the education side from virtual conferences as well. But isn't it amazing how when you're involved in these virtual meetings, you figure out what you're not good at too. It kind of brings that to light. So we discover what we are kind of lacking. So I like going to these meetings. They kind of bring to the surface what I don't know and or what I want to learn. And it may not be an industry hard skill. It might be a soft skill. Maybe I'm realizing that, oh, I may need to take that next PowerPoint class because I know PowerPoint really well, but I need to kick it up a notch. Or maybe my presentation skills need to be honed a little bit better. Or 
maybe I need to get out more or maybe I need to take a new writing class. So you can really work on your soft skills as well, don't you think? Absolutely. There is nothing better than seeing a new presentation style, whether it's in PowerPoint or someone does something crazy. And then immediately I'm looking at it going, how do I do that? I want to do that. I want to incorporate that into my next presentation. Different presentation styles to see different uh, ways the information is communicated. Maybe it's not just a lecture. Maybe it's a discussion like you and I are having. Maybe it's a call and response with the audience. There's so many ways to educate and to really learn from who you're seeing. And then you take it back to your community and maybe you practice that at a local lunch and learn or a local, you know, Kiwanis, Rotary, talking about your business on a smaller level and you learn from there. Just go on up. The sky's the limit. But you saw it at a trade show. You saw it at a different meeting and you want to tell someone else about it. And doesn't it increase just the engagement of your audience, too, when you try different things? Yes. I mean, I, I will come right out and tell somebody, hey, I have never done this before. <laughs> so you and I are going to learn together. But it engages them because half the battle of educating and training is keeping that audience engaged. Elizabeth, it was great talking to you today. And we really need to start talking more about uh, professional development in our industry and in other industries. If you had a just a couple pearls of wisdom that you would want to give the next, let's say, president of an association or someone like me who's, you know, just starting her job this year, what would that be? It's just going to be just get ready for some weirdness, especially in the next year. We're coming out of COVID. There's going to be things that as the association president, you didn't think you'd ever have to deal with or answer. I answered a question about pom-poms yesterday, but it's just the, it's the day-to-day and you don't know what's going to happen and you just roll with it and you make a decision and you move on to the next one. <laughs> Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining FNF Unplugged. Thank you, Linda. If you have questions, comments, or would like us to feature a specific topic, email fnfeducation at fnf.com. Thanks for downloading FNF Unplugged, a presentation of the FNF family of companies. All rights reserved. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent, including Fidelity National Financial or its directors. Please seek legal or financial advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.